Welcome to this episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I'm Cindy Coaches. There's a backstory weaved into each book to explore the creative journey. I normally sit down with authors, writers, editors, publishers, and an array of creative souls to have a conversation centered on how they develop their stories to completing their works of art. The intent, as you know, is for each episode to give you the opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that set us on our creative path as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. Today, you got me. Yep, me. Attempting to figure out what to talk about this week, last minute, I had a cancellation. I found myself scrolling social media. Okay, so it was more of a delay tactic for finishing my taxes, but hey, I did get a lot of ice chipped off the driveway too. Anyways, when I read, I may not know where I'm going, but I'll be damned if I'm going back where I've been. I thought, I need to write that down. I have a habit of trying to breathe life back into things that simply need to wither away. I don't know if you're like that or not, but it is a habit of mine, such as, okay, so next to me, I have a plant that I keep splashing just a little bit of water uh, around on the dirt, around the roots, in hopes that somehow, miraculously, I'll bring it back to life. Why, you may be asking? because it's a reminder of the place I called home in Texas last winter. The rational side of me says, let it go, just let it go. But the part of me that's so desperate wants, wants it to, too funny. I, you know, I'm not gonna be able to get <laughs> through this. <laughs> Without the dogs barking. <laughs> so I'm going to just keep going. Anyways, when I read, I may not know where I'm going, but I'll be damned if I'm going back to where I've been. I thought, I need to write that down. I have a habit of trying to breathe life back into things that need to simply wither away, such as, you know, right next to me, there's a dead plant that I keep splashing water around on the soil in hopes that it miraculously will come back to life. Why? Well, because it's a reminder of the place I called home from Texas last winter. The rational side of me says, let it go. Hello, you know, just let it go. The part of me that desperately wants to hook up my truck and hit the road is clinging onto it for the memories of... <laughs> I'm sorry, the dogs are barking. And hit the road is clinging onto it for the memories of sitting and watching the deer and the antelope play in the field in front of my camper. And the axes too. We can't forget about that large herd of axes. I've been saying for years, not months, years, that I'm going to finish writing a book based on how the mind-body-spirit connection affects our creativity. The inner critic, of course, tells me it's been published already. You're no Julia Cameron. 
funny how a family member used to tell me I wasn't Stephen King and that I should, well, become a nurse or a dental hygienist or something that didn't involve me hoping to one day be a best-selling author again. I'm wondering. As far as the Mind, Body, Spirit book, I continue to add content to the back end and yet have not actually determine what the book is about other than it's mind body spirit that's the topic it's not the point of the book at this point uh the foundation has really not a purpose just ramblings and experiences i felt might contribute to you know the entertainment aspect when i read I might not know where I'm going, but I'll be damned if I'm going back to where I've been. I realize there are several things I continue to drag my past projects into the now, you know, that here and now where we're supposed to be. Several websites, two books, both on an old computer that I literally cannot access the files because I cannot remember the password to unlock that laptop. I laugh and chalk it up to the fact that there's a reason neither I or my son can remember that password. Sure, he could rip the, you know, that thing and and from the that thing and perform some kind of computer techie surgery and access a file on a different computer, but game on. It's a puzzle and I'm not ready to give up on it. I am a bit persistent that way. Again, remember, I'm trying to bring back life to a dead plant from Texas. So let's flip that self-sabotaging, self-banter around to move forward. What can I do right now to propel myself in the direction of going forward in the future I want? Well, I could actually read what is in that book and determine if the content for that health, well, health book, yes, for that mind-body-spirit book is even worth pursuing. I could sit and decipher what is the plan of action I want to take it. Do I want it to follow more of a health direction or do I want it to be more of a mind in listening and talking with so many of the podcast guests I have come to realize that part of the problem of not knowing where to take this book is because I have not set on one direction on one topic what I want to do is I want to cover a whole field worth of information. Well, when you do that, you end up over, uh, what's the word? Over analyzing, uh, spreading yourself too thin, losing track of where you're at, losing the audience, <laughs> much less losing the writer themselves. So point being, taking that book and either setting it off to the side and just closing that file and not looking at it and then starting a new one, but with different sections. And I believe it was my conversation with Bill Lee Emery that I spoke of this book and he suggested that instead of it being 
five different topics, that it should be five different books. Well, he gave me something to seriously think about there. Do I want to do that? Do I want to write five books? Or do I want to write one book on five different subjects? Or am I, again, spreading myself too thin? That's a decision that I get to make when I am ready to sit down and do this. Instead of the pro procrastination tactics such as shoveling snow, <laughs> I now I'm adding uh, planting seeds for, for the summer, and so forth. Anyways, there was a conversation not too long ago that I had with someone who thought the book writing process that they could, they had a good outline or they felt they had a good outline. I'll word it that way. They felt they had a good outline and they figured the whole process would take them, they gave themselves a month deadline for it to be publication ready. Mind you, the person does work a full-time job and I'm sure she has a life, you know, I don't know if she has children or not, but she has a life. She has things going on. When you combined all of that, it's not really easy to put that much attention into a book and then find out it's going to take you much longer because editing, editing <laughs> is an interesting thing. We can read it and read it and read it and not see our errors. Plain and simple. Because we know what that book is supposed to say. We subconsciously or consciously, whatever way you want to look at, maybe it's both actually, we know what's supposed to be there. So what happens is we don't see that we've said too many that's. Well, let me rephrase that. It's not that we said it, we wrote. We have a tendency to write the way we speak. And that word, that tends to appear or the word and how many times if you so here's an idea for for self-editing take your document and if it's whether it's on uh, word or google or if you're using a uh, scrivener whatever application there's typically a find and replace uh, application. So do a find for the word that. Uh, see how many words, see how many times that comes up in the document. Odds are you can delete a lot of those. Another word is and or but. But is another one that gets said a lot and it's really funny because but is a word that you can replace with other words. The word however fits in typically more appropriate. <laughs> I'm talking about poor English. Anyways, using the word however in place of but or just getting rid of it. Can you craft your sentences so that you're not using the word but and and 
Is there a way to not start your sentences all with the same word? It is. It was. As in, when we, there, when it comes to self-editing, there are so many books out there that will give you that guidance for helping you to determine what are the phrases that you repetitively use? Because we do them. We, all of us, we all do it because it's how we talk. It's how we think. It's where our mind goes. So catching those before asking beta readers to take a look, to take a look at our content is very beneficial. Something else to consider is the beta readers. You know, if you're, if you're writing out a book and you give yourself a short deadline on, okay, again, we'll go back to that gal who, who said she wanted to have it done in a month. If she's going to have a, any beta readers, uh, read her book, give her the critiques, you have to give them time to read the book. Because again, this is not their priority. It's your priority, but it's not theirs. So giving them time, you know, I'm not saying months or anything like that, but a couple of weeks to give you a critique. What did they honestly think of the book? And point out your errors. That is something when it comes to beta readers, oftentimes, they feel awkward in pointing out the errors because they don't want to hurt your feelings. So again, take, take the advice of a lot of the podcast guests and have somebody that is not familiar with the book and pay an editor to read your book and edit it. It will be one of the best investments you make. Not saying that they're not perfect or that they are perfect, but they will give you the guidance that you need and will provide great, great benefit. Same with um, somebody who's good with graphics, somebody who does graphic designs to have them do your book cover, somebody who is familiar with the layouts and how that happens, because it's interesting to look at book covers. And oftentimes you can tell who took the time to do it. <laughs> those who just kind of willy-nilly put something together on on a free graphic application and again nothing wrong with that um not anything wrong with that at all but hiring professionals to help you along the way is a great investment it does provide you benefit and it provides you with a more polished look so when it comes to self-publishing again it seems like it would be an easy, you know, ah, I'll sit down for an hour and I'll upload it to whatever uh, book platform you're going to use. Uh, usually it takes a little longer than that. 
because you'll run into, odds are, the book file being bigger than you anticipated. So you've got to make adjustment to each page. And I highly, highly suggest when you upload your book into the book formatting program uh, that you're going to use as your self-publishing outlet, go through page by page by page. And I know if that book is, you know, 300 pages long, 200 pages long, seems like a lot of work. It, it just looks like it could be overwhelming. Do it. Go page by page. Make sure your margins are where you want the margins. Remember that inside where the binder meets, you got to have room so that the, you know, so that the reader does not have to crack open the book in order to read what's in the center. So careful of the margins. And of course, by going page by page, you're making sure that you don't have any <laughs> what I call dingle danglers. <laughs> and that's where you have a sentence like the last sentence of of a chapter start at the very top of the page and so that the rest of the page is completely blank and because those are dinkle danglers they look funny so then yes you gotta tweak things around and and maybe you find yourself rewording something so that you can fit that dangling sentence with the rest of the chapter. Because remember, appearances mean a lot to the reader. So making sure that everything is consistent, that is something else. You wanna make sure that your indents are all consistently at the same place. That is so beneficial to, again, for those of us who who can spot those things, if I pick a book, pick up a book and I begin to read it and I find so many visual things that are off, or if I find the word that used too many times or the word and, and by the way, even though I just used it at the beginning of the sentence, the word and should not start every other sentence. Figure out a way to reconstruct your information so that you're not putting but and however, as we, uh, when I, when we, um, you're not using those consistently at the beginning of the sentences. Those are things that people pick up and it kind of like, okay, somebody didn't take time to, to do this one very well. Again, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm just providing some helpful guidance. That is the intent. Okay, so going back to publishing, uploading the book, it does not take an hour. If you're prepared and you've done this a million times, then yeah, you could do it <laughs> in an hour, probably less. 
But the thing is, typically, it's not our millionth book we're uploading. It's our first book. It's our second book. And there's that lag time between putting up our first book and our second book. And so then you're like, oh, how did I do this before? Take notes. When you're doing this, take notes on how you did it, what your file sizes were. And of course, then you got the book cover. And oftentimes when you apply it, you got to make sure how your binding lines up and making sure that your the title of your book, your your name, all are centered in the binding while making sure that the front and back covers are centered in those sections. That's very important, of course. So then another suggestion, if you're doing a print book, order a sample copy, a demo copy, um, depending on who you're using, they, they may give, give it a different name. But order that sample copy so that you can hold it in your hands. A perfect example is a friend of mine who has decided to not only do the Kindle book, but do a print book. It's been a dream of hers. She wants to do a print book. So she uploaded it. She ordered the sample copy and she got it. When she read through it, because there had been a delay in time, when she read through it, she found more mistakes. And they were mistakes that she was, <laughs> she was devastated. Bless her heart. I, I, I felt her pain. She was sharing with me how it was very heartbreaking to read what she thought was a final product. And it's not. And here's the thing. Be okay that there's one or two mistakes in your book when it's done and out there. Nobody's perfect. And not everybody follows the same where the comma goes and, and, and so forth. The key is to be consistent. If you're going to list things out and place that comma before the and, make sure you do it everywhere throughout the book. That's important. And again, use that find and replace tool in your document to find certain things that are repetitive. It will be such a helpful, such a helpful thing. And something else you can do is, say you use Google Docs, you've written your book in Google Docs, copy paste it and put it into Microsoft. Sometimes what Google doesn't pick up, Microsoft will and vice versa. Put it, put the document from Microsoft into Google. Look to find those, those errors. Cross, you know, add it to several different um, document type platforms to just see what they pick up. Because again, not everything is perfect. So getting back to 
<laughs> my book, <laughs> the one that I have shared with you and have talked about with various podcast guests throughout this past year, that, well, the memoir, as I've mentioned before, that's on hold. I emotionally can't do it. And I don't have a happy ending for the book. And I don't know if there will be. And I'm not ready to go there yet. So I, for for the well-being of my sanity, have set that book to the side. I contribute to it every once in a while. For those things that I know roll into what's already been written and what's already been put on the pages. For the other book that I have shared many, many times, my other, my nonfiction book, I'll word it that way, the one that's Mind, Body, Spirit. Today, <laughs> after I read that quote and spent some time outside shoveling some snow and, and popping up some ice off the driveway to, well, help the process <laughs> just a little bit. I really came to understand that the reason that I can't go forward with that book, why it, it just feels like sludge, like I'm walking through a mucky swamp with it, is because I've gone off my path. And there is the creative writer's journey. It's a path that we all take. We stumble on that path, and that's okay. It does take time. So we have to be able to say, I'm doing the best that I can. And we have to remind ourselves of that, that it is okay to take our time with it. It's not a race. I mean, really? Is it a race? Is it, Are you guys going to be like, are you holding your breath waiting for this book to come out? No, I know you're not. Will you be excited when I finally get it done? Yeah, I, well, I hope. <laughs> but the thing is, though, knowing when to let it go, knowing that there is a reason that things are not falling into place. There's a reason it's not falling into place. You're not in alignment with it. I'm not in alignment with my mind, body, spirit book. I'm just not. I'm not there. It's not. It, it's it's like the dead plant from Texas. I'm trying to breathe life back into it. I'm trying to water it. I'm trying to nurture it. I'm trying to give it what it needs. It's sitting in the sun. It's got everything it needs. But for some reason, the damn plant just won't come back to life because it's dead. It's dead. I can't bring it back to life. So I, I, when I was outside, I giggled. I laughed. And it's like, let the damn plant die. <laughs> let it go. So if you have a book that you have been struggling with, and you just can't seem to make it happen and you can't seem to make it work and and you're trying and you're trying and you're beating yourself up because why can't I make this work? There's a reason you're not in alignment with it. And when you come to that realization, 
it's like you just laugh out of the silliness of how you've been trying and trying and trying to you know pave that road through through a swamp you know you can't not without a lot of work so i'm getting out of the muck and i'm getting right back onto the writer's journey and right back onto the path where i need to be and it's time to evaluate and look at the map and here's the thing when you allow your heart to be your compass it's going to lead you to alignment to what you're aligned with and i in letting go of that book again the mind body spirit book letting go of it i feel so much relief like the burden is off my shoulder i don't have to keep trying to work on this and i know that when i'm ready and i'm in alignment something so so much better is going to come from it so that's my pearl of wisdom no one to let go of the dead plant <laughs> that's sitting on on the plant stand well literally i could reach over and touch it <laughs> but <sighs> that felt good <laughs> it felt good to say all right so things to do to help you on your journey as a writer be good to yourself allow yourself to take breaks again it's not a race and don't give yourself such a hard and rigid deadline that's going to be with what i would consider to be impossible because all you're doing is you're setting yourself up for for ammunition for that self-sabotager go back and listen to the podcast episodes that talk about the inner critic that those episodes are so important because of the fact that they help us to understand the one why we do it two how to kind of move through it and gives us that acknowledgement that we're not alone in in that self-talk in that inner critic um you know it's all like elizabeth said <laughs> she transformed hers to have the voice of joan rivers i you know i that's perfect <laughs> you know if you're gonna have anybody as your self-critic it might as well be joan rivers because she pulls no punches she's humorous that's the other thing she's humorous but she tells you how it is go back and listen to the the wisdom that has been shared in the various episodes we have so much to share and our experiences they are, they are great foundations for our books. As I always say, our stories matter and our words have power. All right, it's getting time to wrap this up because I could keep rambling and y'all know I can. <laughs> so 
I'd like to say thank you for listening to this rambling session. To receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press newsletter and follow the podcast on your favorite application. And I don't know how I found it, but somehow I found out that I'm actually, the Pen to Paper Press podcast is on Amazon Audio. So, hey, there was a surprise for me. I didn't realize that they had podcasts there. So, and actually, do me a favor. Let me know what applications you hear the Pen to Paper Press podcast. Because to me, it's intriguing to find out all of these different places that it's available. So, all right, take care of yourself. And until next time, keep your pen to paper. Your words have power and your story matters. I can't say that enough times. Your words have power. Your story matters. Share it. All right. Bye for now.